నమస్కారం ఇన్ ద స్టోరీ ఆఫ్ సరస్వతి సింధు సివిలైజేషన్ యూ సోఫోర్ కవర్డ్ సిక్స్ టాపిక్స్ సముద్ర మతనం జోగ్రఫీ అండ్ పాలిటీ ట్రేడ్ వెల్త్ ఆఫ్ నేషన్స్ టెక్నాలజీ అండ్ ఎకానమీ నో అండర్లైన్ ఫ్రేమ్వర్క్ విచ్ మేడ్ ఆల్ దీస్ యాక్టివిటీస్ పాసిబుల్ రిలేట్ టు లాంగ్వేజ్ అండ్ కల్చర్ విల్ టేక్ అ లుక్ అట్ ది లాంగ్వేజ్ అండ్ కల్చర్ ఆఫ్ ది సివిలైజేషన్ లాంగ్వేజ్ అండ్ కల్చర్ ఐ సబ్మిట్ that belga is a sprag bond a language union of all bharatiya languages be they indo aryan be they dravidian be they tibetan or austroasiatic we have received a wrong message about the divided languages of our country so called division between the dravidian and aryan languages or the mundarika languages which is disproved by this presentation of the belga sprag bond language union even the author of the dravidian etymological dictionary one of the authors emano makes a speech in anamal university and says that india was a sprag bund a language union a linguistic area where people from different language families were exchanging notes from each other and absorbing the features of different languages and making them their own that is called a linguistic area i submit that the belga is the spoken dialect of artisans seafaring merchants of saraswati sindhu civilization and they had no problem in transacting trade transactions between one another among these artisans and seafaring merchants so the basic framework for the language i have tried to construct a indian lexicon for more than 25 ancient languages of bharatam janam the list of languages are recorded there they range from assamese to wakhi vaigali include tamil telugu kannada kashmiri assamese santali gujarati assam afghani sabgan pashto so all these languages got together constituted the indian spoken form and each of these uh, 8000 semantic groups including the dictionary contain a variety of phonetic forms for a given semantic meaning definition please do take a look at this dictionary available online the online link is shown there so here is a map of the languages of india of bharatam janam shown in different colors at the stage of the saraswati sindhu civilization of the tin bronze iron steel revolution they all worked together and got resources from all parts of the country traded them and managed the trade of cargo using the seafaring rivers navigable rivers of sindhu saraswati pramaputra ganga yamuna mekong iravadi salween and the south indian rivers who could land up in the coastline of arabian sea and bay of bengal they also moved to work with the saraswati sindhu civilization people this is the range of the dravidian languages they were also an integral part of the evolution of the metal work and economy of the saraswati sindhu civilization they cannot be separated from the sapta sindhu region you can see the outlier of brahui which is called a dravidian language so the proto indian indo aryan substratum languages drawn after southward included meluha as seen in the extent of the ashokan empire of 254 common era in second map i submit that the india was a linguistic area the sprag bund language union which called to call the vedic and mlecha vedic and mlecha were two sides of the coin where vedic was a literary sacred language used for performance of yagna meluha was the speech union as a dialects of dialects which made people to communicate to one another in transacting their life activity transactions a remarkable uh, evidence comes from the work done by the university of hawaii linguists who conclusively prove that the roots of the mon khmer laos vietnam languages lie in santali and mundarika or so called austroasiatic languages surprise these austroasiatic speakers of meluga are coterminous with the bronze age bronze age sites 
of both northeast india and ancient far east as you can see from these two maps the first map is a linguistic map drawn by pino second map is a map prepared by archaeological survey of india showing the bronze age sites and is shown as a map in charles gehagam's bronze age of southeast asia of the cambridge university press you have seen the shivalingas discovered by harappa at harappa by mansurup wars and take a look at the base of one of the shivalingas of mohenjo-daro a decorated base very well polished with a trefoil symbol which has signified three dhatu three mineral ores the young bull and a markor are being spoken to by a standing person with a lifted hand eraka lifted arm eraka metal infusion is a metal worker we have seen the one horn young bull is konda singhi working with ornament gold eternal and also with konda fire trench with live coals we have seen that markor is mandal rebus mandate med iron the fish is also shown as a message i o fish i s i s alloy metal sal sprinter sal workshop we have seen anthropomorphs on tablets men ligated to the buttocks of a bull with the tail of a bovine with the hooves of a bovine and the horns and the upraised arm eraka upraised arm eraka metal infusion horns cord horn cord workshop the bull dangar dangar is a blacksmith the bull man atropomorph is also seen in babylonia 2000 before common era the person signified as abit is dangar blacksmith of maithili language dangara bull rebus dangar blacksmith takor blacksmith in image of a divinity tanro blacksmith in nepali bull man is holding a post it's a trading post on top of it is a kunda kanda ajar signifying he selling kanda equipment eraka rice dam eraka molten cast metal infusion eraka copper karnika spread legs rebus karni super cargo merchant responsible for the shipment made body made iron made copper in slavic kanka karnaka rim of jar karni super cargo karnaka engraver accountant account bata is a rimless jar bata warrior bata furnace we have seen the person stretched with stretched arms holding back two tigers wearing whistles wearing wristlets kara wristlets bangles car blacksmith karnika spread legs karni super cargo med body med iron sangad lath river sangara proclamation kola tiger kol working in iron kariba elephant iba elephant karba iron ib iron ibbo merchant so the such arms are kand kard is a iron stone so parenthesis join into eclipse ellipse to create a circumferential ligature so a moha a bun in god is taken and inlaid with a sprout kolu is a sprout kolu means a rod metal object the three signifies column rebus kolimi simiti forge the ladle of the pot is muka ladle muh in god bata is a rimless pot bata is iron bata is furnace thus iron in god is signified the arrow is kanda rebus kanda means equipment tools pots and pans metalware torso means kan fire altar in santali we have the fish sign with a variety of ligatures with a lid on top with a stroke with a slash with a notch and with fins and a fish circumscribed by four small strokes each of these can be read with the base figure of aya fish aya iron as metal the lid is dhaka dhaka blazing bright metal article slash dhala dhalako large ingot notch kanda kanda equipment fin kamata fin kamata mint the four circumferential strokes kanda four kanda equipment is equipment alloy metal equipment there is also seals which show a twisted string 
a drummer and tumblers tumbling over a buffalo they are all indicated indescript hieroglyphs kamsar jump kanchu ha bronze rebus trida three strands rebus trida two three minerals karnaka rim of jar karni super cargo engraver account in the details of all the banavali seals and these imageries can be very clearly identified i'll document it here can be gone through very carefully for example kanda is an arrow kandera is a cast of a group of artisans who make bows and arrows arrow makers kanda is an arrow kanda as kanda according to panni is a quantity of iron excellent iron kadi is a chain a hook kadum is a bracelet card is a large stone pata is a large pot brass pot the vaulting over is signified by doldu rebus dul metal casting to cast in a mold dul to cast in a mold metal casting so bronze bell metal so the drummer is announcing a new alloy casting of pewter and tin rango buffalo bull rebus ranga pewter rango pewter here we have an anthropomorph of a ram with spread legs of a human being and a fish sign on the chest medo med is a ram med means iron spread legs are karnaka rebus karnaka means a helmsman the fish signifies aya rebus aya iron ias alloy metal so the anthropomorph is signifying his professional competence in working with iron and as a helmsman taking it as cargo for shipment alloy metal shipment we have the houses of vedic times reconstructed by louis reno a circular hut roofed by reeds as seen even today in toda communities who speak a dravidian language called toda so dravidian the genetic affinities which is a very favorite subject these days of bharatam janam has been conclusively established by a number of genetic studies so there is no need to postulate invasions or migrations of people of course people migrated from one place to another as uh, for example the people from bharatam from kurukshetra went westwards they also went eastwards creating the markmer languages so we can summarize the situation from by a statement from a french historian michelet india closer than us to the creation has better preserved the tradition of universal brotherhood she inscribed at the beginning and at the end of her two great sacred poems the ramayana and the mahabharata gigantic pyramids before which all our small occidental works must stand humbly and respectfully when you grow tired of this quarrelsome west please indulge in the west return to your mother to that majestic antiquity so noble and tender love humility grandeur you will find it all gathered there and with such simple feelings so detached of all miserable pride and that humility never even needs a mention so when a person brings effort to as a knowledgeable person as a learned person is called vidya vinaya sampanna vinayam that humility is the trademark of the bharatiya janam bharatam janam so let us take a look at the brilliant expression coined by basava in karnataka he called it kayakave kailasa workplace worship this is a summarization of the isavasya upanishad isavasya midam sarvam yatkinchu jagatyam jagat tena tyaktena bhunjita magruda kasusiddhanam that is you do your work you accumulate wealth but enjoy it by sharing by sacrificing it don't keep it for yourself don't become greedy share it with people so kaya kaya kailasa your job is to work do your job and doing your job is the moksha the kailasa so magnificently represented and so magnificently expressed and realized through the discernment of 9000 indescript inscriptions which definitely document wealth creation for a nation mostly because of the guilds of artisans and seafaring merchants 
moving on navigable waterways and the indian ocean navigable waterways of the saraswati river the brahmaputra ganga yamuna mekong giravadi salween sindhu rivers panchanadi rivers persian gulf tigris euphrates they spoke a common language with a common writing system they spoke a common language of meluga the spoken dialect of the times with a common writing system called the indus script this is called lechita vikalpa by vatsayana lechas lechitas means lecha workers alternative way of representing their speech in writing system so they are wealth accounting systems documented for bottle trade transactions they matured into a monetary system about the 7th century before common era indus script hieroglyphs continued to be used in the on ancient mint coins together with the brahmian karosti greek syllabic scripts so greek karosti brahmi occur together with indus script hieroglyphs on a number of artifacts which have been demonstrated here is a copper tablet from mohenjadaro on the right is a copper tablet of gujarat rashtrakuta branch 1893 common era twist medha twist rebus medet med mrudu iron med copper slavic languages here is a description which shows the fire altar yagnakunda it's a square or rectangle square circle rectangle and half circle seven fire altars have been found in kalibangan fire altars have been found in magad saurashtra excavator was archaeologist sonawane of the university of baroda existence of fire altars in the saraswati sindhu civilization is part of the vedic culture it's a continuum one figure shows the lotal structure located in the street the excavator archaeologist says it's too large a part to be used only for cooking purposes it was a furnace bist identifies a banavali a semicircular fire altar as shown in the previous vedic altar banavali absidal fire temple so fire temple sacred fire is a temple the divinities are invoked into the temple agni is the agnasarathi who brings in the divinities to realize the fruits of the yagna rigveda mandala sukta madhuchanda vishwamitra devata is agni the very first sukta of the rigveda agni mele purohitam yagnasya deva mrutyam hotaram ratnadhatamam is the giver of wealth treasure agni is the priest he holds and gives wealth to uphold and sustain the worshipper this is the translation of this beautiful richa from the rigveda which has got 10800 richas which are the foundational documents for the culture of the civilization so here is an executive summary of the competence of the artisans a magnificent procession shown on two tablets and in on one tablet a person lifting up the flag post with the standard device shown in front of the young bull on hundreds and thousands of seats kunda lit kunda fine gold bottom kamata portable furnace kamata mint the one horn young bull we have seen is kunda singhi kunda singhin fire trench with live coal ornament gold the scarf dhatu dhatu mineral ore and possibly a fourth symbol also carried as a on a flag post may signify a spoked wheel sark spoked wheel arka copper gold arka sara goldsmith workshop this is the detail of the field symbol that occurs very frequently on thousands of seals together with the young bull with one horn and a pannier on the shoulders on one inscription six lines are shown bata means six bata is iron bata is a furnace aya is fish aya is a live metal kanda is arrow kanda is equipment kuti is a curve kutila katil means eight parts copper two parts tin kanach is a corner panchu bell metal so they are working with their different types of alloys and creating mukha ladle where 
Rebus Mohingat Bata Rimless Pot Bata Iron Kuti Water Carrier Kuti Smelter Bata Rimless Pot Bata Iron Dula Duplicated Rebus Dual Metal Casting Thus working with cast iron Dhatu Cross Dhatu Metal Ore Dula 2 Rebus Dual Metal Casting So there are metal casters working with Cereperdue Last Wax Casting Technique The Flagstaff the physical flat stuff about 11 feet tall has been found. Dhalako, large metal ingot. Dhala, a slash stroke. Takshashila and Shakala, present day Sayalkot, mentioned in the Mahabharata epic, signify major trading centers. We have seen about the trading centers earlier, the important trading centers of the civilization along the ancient maritime tin route from Hanoi to Haifa. India was a language union, Esprag Bun, Takshashila and Shakala. Proved to be a central node in the trade routes which crisscrossed the region from Hanoi to Haifa, from Sri Lanka to Shakala, powering the tin bronze and agrarian revolutions from 5th millennium before Common Era as a continuum of Veda heritage or wealth creation of the nation and overshadowed the Silk Road of later periods. It predated Silk Road by two millennia. The trade routes created the wealthiest nation on the globe, Abhartam Janam, as demonstrated by Angus Madison. In the bar chart, it drew for the European Union. Tachasila Shakala on the map, very close to the Saptasinthu region, as shown in the Mahabharata epic, a map drawn by Schwarzberg, Chicago University. The cultures of Northwest India and Southwest Asia, common cultures, common ways of building, common ways of settlements, typical jewelry, commonly worn, artifacts, material culture, the way the Great Bath was created, or a Pushkarni was created, or a reservoir was created, and a warehouse was created, and the dancing pose, and the person wearing the trefoil shawl, together with the fillet on the forehead and right shoulder. The artifacts of the Saraswati civilization, variety of metal work, which led John Marshall to call it the Sheffield of ancient India, it's an Hudaro. Yeah. Artifacts of Saraswati civilization are seen. And we have seen there is a temple in Dholavera. We have seen there is a temple, fire altar. The sacred fire altar is a temple. This Dholavera temple is a smithy, a forge. In the Milha language, Kolel means a temple. Kolel also means a smithy and a forge. A smithy and a forge becomes a temple. In front of two pillars, which are fairy pillars, skambas, which are set on fire, with a ring on top, which shaft, two infuse carbon into the molten metal. They are signifiers of their proclamations of the performance of Somayaga. Here is a writing system of Egypt, similar hieroglyphic writing system which shows the three mountain ranges and an elephant. I submit that this is an indescript hieroglyph in front of a tree. Kuti, tree, Kuti smelter, elephant, Iba, elephant, Ib, iron, Danga, mountain range, Danga, blacksmith. Look at this priest wearing the shawl. I submit he is Potru, purifier. He is a Dhavat, iron smelter. Dhav, Dhav, red stone minerals in a Rigveda Yagna. The bead is worn on a fillet on his forehead, towels on the right shoulder. Pot is a glass bead. Potru is a priest. Potadara. Is an asayara metal. Podar, asayara metal. Is a potru, the temple priest in Malabar. Is a potadara. Is a dhavat. Because dhav is a dot. Dhayam. Three dots, three dhatu. Three minerals. Working with three red stones. Possibly magnetite, hematite, laterite. He is the guild master wearing a fillet. Who gets the anointed with this? According to Satapada Brahmana, after the performance of the Raja Suya, Vajrapaya Yagna, Yupa. Yupas are seen in historical time. In 19 Yupas have been found with inscriptions in Bharatam and also in East Borneo. These were carried by Tashala on top. The inscriptions refer to the production of House Ornaka, many wealth materials. The inscriptions are conclusive proof that they are proclamations of performance of a Somayaga. A similar octagonal pillar we have seen 
in Binjor, in a fire altar, octagonal pillar, octagonal yupa, Astasri yupa. We have seen the shankas, which are a signature tune of the products of the Arabian Sea, Bay of Bengal, the Indian Ocean coastline, libation vessel, and also a conch trumpet. The guild master is shown as a shreni, a ladder. Shreshtri is a ladder. Sheti is the head of a guild. Sheti in Tamil. The head of a guild. Then the animals are shown, each of them signifying a particular metal resource. They are the seafaring Meluka merchants. One uh, tiger is shown, Kola, pole working in iron. One bull is shown, Barad, Balad, bull. Rebus, Bharata, mixed alloy of copper, tin and pewter. So we can go into the details of the decipherment of each of the hieroglyphs, possibly identifying all the six animals which are repeatedly shown on Indescript Karpara of about 9000 inscriptions. Mm -hmm. So the composition of the six heads put together signifies a guild controlled by a guild master. We saw the a remarkable tablet showing six protoms of six different animals and one sign. We will go through the hieroglyphs of this particular tablet. The hieroglyphs are there is a warrior sign. Bata is a warrior. Rebus, Bata is a furnace. And there are six protons. Bata is six, Rebus, Bata is a furnace. So they are reinforcing the message that it is something to deal with the furnace. Now what are the components that are being worked on? The usual one-horned young bull is there. Konda, Kundar, Turner, brass worker. Singin. Forward thrusting, spiny horned, konda, young bull, rebus, singhi, gold, ornament gold. So we are dealing with a konda, fire altar, fire trench with live coals, agrikunda, a sacred fire altar of fire coals. The bull is dangra, rebus, dangar, blacksmith. It has got two dramatic horns, cord horns. Rebus code workshop. It is also a ram or antelope made ram, rebus made iron, antelope mereka goat, rebus melaku copper, meluha melecha copper worker. The vikalpa is made helper of a merchant. So it is some kind of a merchandise related to copper furnace work, iron furnace work. Then we have the Horns of a Zebu, which could signify Pola, Rebus, Pola, Magnetite Ore, or could be Kunt, Zebu. Kunt is a guild and a community. So, six animals put together constitute a guild or a community related to this lapidarian metalwork. There is a very famous uh, stay, saying in uh, old Bible called the Harashat Agoyim, which uh, has been derived from Karoshti. Goya. Goya means a nation. Goya means a gotra, a clan, a guild. Karoshti, Kara Ushti. Kara is a blacksmith, Ushta is speech. So blacksmith speech is getting recorded and therefore the entire document, the Harasha Tegoyim means a smithy of nations. That is the European narrative. Then the sixth animal is not, is not clear it's because it is broken but we can make a reasonable guess. That could represent a tiger, kola, tiger, rebus, coal, working in iron. It could also be a rhinoceros, in which case it is ganda rhinoceros, rebus kand, tools, pots and pans. Thus the entire composition of the six animals on the Mohanjadaro seal is semantic representation of a guild, shreni, synonym, kunt, community of smiths and masons. Let us take another look at a remarkable gold disc of the Kuwait Museum. It shows also a string of animals as representatives of the wealth of uh, wealthy resources. A pair of Taberna Mantana flowers are shown. Tagara Taberna Mantana flower, Tagara tin. A pair of rams are shown. Tagara ram, Rebus Dangar merchant. Next to one ram, there is a tree, Kuti tree, Rebus Kuti smelter. Alternative could be Kolmo rice plant, Rebus kolimi, 
smithy forge then the ficus religiosa leaves are seen on a tree branch lova ficus leaf ficus glomerata rebus loh metal kol in tamil means panchaloha alloy of five metals plus flanking pair of lotus flowers tamarasa lotus rebus tamra copper the pair signified by dula rebus dul cast metal thus denoting copper castings a pair of bulls tethered to a tree branch or barat barat ox rebus barata alloy of copper pewter tin plus kola a man rebus kolhe smelter kuti woman kol working in iron alternative could be dangar bull rebus dangar blacksmith or pola zebu pola magnetite ferrite ore two persons touch the two bulls made body rebus made iron thus the hieroglyph composite denotes iron smiths a pair of antelopes looking back kramara look back rebus kamar smith santali tagara antelope rebus tamgar merchant acadian alternative mel mriaka goat rahi telugu rebus melaku copper lechamukha copper sanskrit a pair of antelopes made antelope ram rebus made iron a pair of combs kanga comb rebus kanga by brazier fireplace so in this beautiful corvette gold disc an entire range of metalwork catalogs have been documented in indescript opera indescript representations so it's a metalwork catalog there is a pair of fishes io fish rebus io metal is alloy metal pair of buffalo stethoti a post could be rango buffalo ranga pewter or there could be alternative readings of buffalo bull kand rebus kand stone ore so like this pictorial representations are all hieroglyphs as in the case of the egyptian hieroglyphs but these signify not a syllabic representation but logographs each is a word which can signify some activity some of life activity of the people of the civilization take a look at that dancing girl again and the dancing girl pose developed as a sign on a portrait made to step made iron so there's a very beautiful bronze image of the step of a lady together with the anklet and the dancing person step the dancing pose karana is a scribe karana is a scribe karana is a dance pose so a male dancer like tandavan rutyam of shiva the cosmic dance a statue has been found in mohenjodaro and we see a vinayaka ganesha dancing on a front frieze sculptural frieze in indonesia chandisuku temple of bhima and arjuna bhima is the blacksmith arjuna is the bellows blower and vinayaka engaged in a dance step these are all hieroglyphs these hieroglyphs are signified in a, in a magnificent manner in the kajaraho temple for varaha an avatar of vishnu so the firm point that i want to repeat reinforce is that the words that are represented by these hieroglyphs and the rebus renderings relate to the meluhas prag bund the language union where number of bharatiya language dialects constituted a speech speech union they were able to interact with each other and absorb their features and the cultural framework of unity of all languages of bharatam janam is firmly enshrined and this expression bharatam janam is mentioned by vishwamitra in the rigveda risha 3.53.12 the bore is a body rebus rendering is body is a worker in wood and iron the word undergoes a morphological transformations yielding words such as bador badaga vadlangi araha bara all related to the word body all of these words are related to artisans and traders working with metals woodwork jewelry varaha becomes a symbol for varaha coin superior coin superior gold a measure of gold a standard for gold atti varahan the figures shown on the sculpture are ancestors of artisans and merchants offering their prayers as noted in the rigveda tradition the creation of this sculpture is to pray to their pray to their ancestors and divinities for their good fortune in their respective industries therefore the boar is a homage 
to the ancient divinities who have brought with them wealth in their artisan and trading activities. Chitragupta is the name of the temple complex of Kajaraho temple of Varaha. That means a secret picture writing, cryptography of ancient times. In the traditional narratives, Chitragupta is a Yamaha's accountant. He keeps account transactions. So the indescript corpora constitute a strip, an accountant's documentation of the civilizational activities. On the sculptures, the scribe is depicted as an accountant of wealth accounting ledgers. Karnaika, Karna, Karanam, Kulkarani, Desha Kulkarani. They are all in the tradition of keeping ledgers of national accounts, guilds accounts, Chenapala's accounts. The rendering can be seen in Indescript hieroglyphs, the documentation of wealth creation processes. That was the purpose of the Indescript. The Indescript was meant to be a documentation of the wealth creating activities of the civilization, Saraswati Sindhu civilization. We have seen beautiful imageries in Mari of a person carrying weapons, tools, equipment, the Mari soldier. And you have seen the evidences of the drilling equipment that are used and the tools and the metal artifacts that have been produced in the civilization in this area and also in the nearby areas, neighboring areas. So, Varaha, again. So, this sculpture shows, when you go into the details of 720 sculptural friezes on Varaha, you find one frieze showing a bellows blower like a Makara. Makara is Makara, a composite animal. Rebus, Mahakaraha, a blacksmith, smith, bellows blower, Dhamaka, blacksmith. He is shown riding a Dhamakara, a composite animal, a Makara. It is an indescript hieroglyph tradition. I submit that the Pratima is an offering devoted to the Boravatara metaphor of the divine. It signifies the wealth that was generated by the artisans, the woodworkers and the ironworkers. So the details of the Disfermment of the hieroglyphs and which are represented in a number of languages of the Saraswati Sindhu civilization area can be clearly seen, including the variant spellings, variant pronunciation modifications of the word Badi, which is the Varaha Bor, Vadlangamu, Vadlapani, Vadlamu, Vadlangi, Vardaka, Vardaki. Vardaka is a carpenter. The phonetic variations are firm. The formation and evolution of Bharatiya Sprag Bund, speech union uh, or speech area or linguistic area among all the ancient languages of Bharatam. So all the people from the entire Bharat had landed in that activity region which is an industrial complex of 2000 archaeological sites on the Saraswati river basin. So that is the new light on the Saraswati civilization. So we should not restrict ourselves to interpretation by one particular archaeological site in isolation. We have got to see it in perspective in a Brahma Simhavalokanam. So in that tradition, again let us take a look at the Gandhavirunda tradition of two eagles, two eagle-headed bird, which has enormous strength and power to lift up two elephants and two lions. This Gandhavirunda, the eagle heads. Eagles are Siena, Siena city. We have in Purala a Siena city found in archaeological context in Uttarkashi. So the Siena Asani also represents thunderbolt. The rebus rendering is Ahan Ayan. Ahangar is a smith, Ayan smith in Pushto language and also in Kashmiri. So the signifier is that this powerful person is able to work with a very hard metal which has enormous strength. It could even lift up elephants and lions. Lion signifies a superior gold. The elephant signifies one, one of the three ferrite ores. Ib, Iba, elephant, Ib, iron. So the Gandhavirunda is a signifier of absolute authority and strength. So this becomes naturally a preferred state symbol of, of authority. All over Europe, including Mysore, the Kandabirunda gets adopted as the state emblem. So the evolution of artificer's tools. Skull itself is a metaphor of a sharpened tool. Chamunda is a taksha, a woodcutter, a carpenter. Karoti, cup, skull. Karada, cord alloy. Lohafala, a small metal plowshare. Agricultural implements, lohal, 
so the artisan tools of the saraswati hindu civilization of a chisel hammer bronze saw are all archaeologically discovered we have seen a ganda berunda on top of an axe together with a tiger with wings and araha boar as we have seen they are all symbols representing smelter work iron work and the cutter of the shankha is krishana a saw cutter he holds a huge 25 kg weighing bronze saw drawn from a roof and uh, held by ropes he holds them in two hands as he holds the shankha in his uh, between his feet soles of the feet and then uses the saw saw in a saw like movement to create the bangle shankha bangle which becomes a symbol for a womanhood symbol for marriage etali in bengal orissa and other places so it was an important symbolic representation of the result of the artisans work artisans are cherished artisans are venerated as divine representations vishwakarma laksha kashta so we have seen the gadgets found in ur mesopotamia and also in harappa of toilet gadgets of the same type so there has been a lot of contacts between the saraswati hindu civilization and the mesopotamian area this is very categorical then where the tradition continues in a very remarkable fashion evidenced by two toys that were found in nausharo near mergad two nausharo female figurines they wear sindoor in the parting of their hair red line at the parting of the hair called mang the two when the archaeologists discovered this he was stunned this is dated to about 2800 before common era and this continuum of the civilization of wearing sindoor and the mang continues even today as an incredible continuum of bharatiya hindu culture we have seen toys from harappa and mohenjo-daro in the yogic postures displaying variety of yoga asanas so the yoga traditions also seems to be related to the saraswati hindu civilization area of the fourth millennium before common era so we do namaste it's also shown as a yoga posture in a toy we have seen earlier again we'll repeat it that the root for austro asiatic languages lies in bharatam in santal parakana santali language mundarika austro asiatic the two maps indicate the nature of movement of these language speakers from bharat who were saraswati hindu civilization people moving away from the northeast india bengal into vietnam laos cambodia thailand this has been studied further by linguists of the university of hawaii who conclusively proved that the mark khmer languages mark khmer the vietnam languages of early centuries of the common era relate to austroasiatic origins in bharat saraswati hindu civilization so we'll do the namaskar as this lady is showing from bali we will survey and review what we have achieved so far in terms of analysis we have seen there is an incredible unity of languages so the later received wisdom about the so called dravidian mundarika dravidian indo aryan divide was did not exist in the days of the saraswati civilization civilization as proved by this decipherment of nearly 8000 indescript inscriptions all of which are based on hieroglyphic writing system so this gives us a pause to look at the sources for our history we have to clearly understand that we have now achieved a stage where the number of inscriptions are total about 9000 indescript inscriptions they have become an integral part of the epigraphia indica the epigraphia indica constitute the primary sources written by the people of that time documenting their activities so we have a tremendous resource base for recreating our ancient past so what is proto history and now we brought into the historical domain we no longer need to have a, make a statement that indus script has not been deciphered so far it has been deciphered it has been identified 
only we have been blinded by a perception of so called indo aryan dravidian divide or indo aryan mundarika divide which is not enable us to look at the meanings of these hieroglyphs we have very simple system very simple engineering of a rebus rendering of the picture and a similar sounding word conveying life activity what was the life activity they were working with metals other wealth resources working with alloys creating silver produced sculptures working with gems and stones jewels and making jewelry lapidaries at work kundar working with a lathe the turner they are the instruments they are the artisans who created this civilization so this is a tribute to the artisans of our civilization who are revered in the rigveda for example in the rashtri suktam rigveda 10.125 yogdevi prays to atman this is a principle of life and sensation prays to atman and then says i am venerating tvashta who is an artisan who is a divine dispensation has got artisanal skills and we also look at the nation that was formed with the water resources and the skills of the artisans which have made the nation so the wealth of the nations has been founded completely on the work of the skilled artisans and the contributions they made the farmer at work the weaver at work a herbal ayurvedic doctor at work an inquirer into the properties of matter at work an alchemist at work they all worked together to create the wealth of the nation but the beautiful thing is they were governed by that great principle of not earning wealth for only for their own personal aggrandizement but to be shared in a common wealth with all the people and that common wealth signified in a system of bolzidars where the village artisans a blacksmith a weaver a turner a farmer everybody shares in the produce the produce is shared and distributed to all the people all the artisans who are of the janapada of the village and these janapadas grow into greater janapadas maha janapadas and the maha janapadas emerge into the magadha empire the mauryan empire and the number of it so this unification of the nation using the language as a framework and as the indescript as a framework which continues even beyond 2000 before common era on all sculptures in the panchmar coins are the mints and then hundreds of cultural friezes are even on the ramzan bronze drums evidencing indescript hieroglyphs so this documentation of the hieroglyphs tradition is so astonishing that we have got to take a look a fresh look at our historical framework of the civilizational framework of the nation and the civilizational framework for creating the wealth of nations which were powered by the engine of trade by ancient seafaring merchants who were traveling along the indian ocean from hanoi through borukacha through persian gulf or to the red sea and along the himalayan rivers which are also maritime riverine waterways remarkable waterways of 2500 kilometers long each ganga yamuna brahmaputra saraswati sindhu mekong iravadi salween all these great rivers were riverine waterways so the riverine waterways linked up with the indian ocean and then transected and we also have evidence of catamarans sewn boats from kerala with a kair sewn boats found in a shipwreck in ayn sukna on suez canal red sea north of the suez canal by the french archaeologists so we have now substantial evidence archaeological evidence and literary evidence matching with the archaeological evidence to rewrite and reaffirm the unified nation rashtram that was generated as an evolution from artisans working together in groups organizing themselves as guilds shrenis becoming janapadas then mahajanapadas and an empire signified by the magadha and mauryan empires the greeks also intervened to the accumulated empire they also were absorbed into the empire system because of the cultural framework of the nation of 
people getting together with a common purpose once rolanga so understood that the atman was a life principle of phenomena and sensations the understanding comes easy there is no enmity there are no tensions they can be overcome so this is the message that we see from these seven episodes seven topics that we have covered so far and we'll be moving into the next topic of looking at the primary sources for our history writing again in the context of in the script which has now given us a new fresh a floodlight has been thrown on our civilizational history of not only bharat but also the nearby nations of sri lanka ancient far east nations and also ancient near east iran baluchistan kashmir kandahar gandhara torakuru tajikistan kyrgyzstan all were active but remember these deities two millennia before the silk road two millennia before silk road there were trading centers linked with the saraswati sindhu civilization area trading centers like takshashila sialkot sakala sialkot mohandaro harappa dolavera kalibangan rakigadi which is a patana linking up what the river in waterways of saraswati and ganga yamuna and brahmaputra in conclusion we can see that the seven topics that we have covered so far ending up with the language and culture framework that this nation of bharat was united in the indian sprag bund bharatiya sprag bund language union where speakers from different language families were able to work together in the industrial complex on these two saraswati river basin and sindhu river basin but the activity was not restricted to these two river basins the civilization was active over the entire zone entire bharat bharat area east coast was active brahmaputra was active south was active and the coastline was active so people are at work and we will see in the next topic how the principal sources of history are provided by the discernment of the indus script which are given as a very solid documentation of the life activities of the people and how they created the wealth of nations and the wealth of bharat namaskaram